for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hello. It's good to be with you. It's here in Southern California. It's a little toasty, but it's great to be with you right now. It's always good to open God's Word and to look into it together and see where God's going to guide us in, in the, the truths that he has for us. My name's John Smizer. I, I want to tell you that God has been faithful so many times in my life. From the beginning when I was seven, when my father shared with me that Jesus wanted to be my friend forever. And at that point, it was wonderful. That was the gospel I heard, was that Jesus would be my friend and that he would never leave me nor forsake me. And the theology, the things I understood later on, the sin, the salvation, the work of sanctification in my life, the areas of spiritual growth and things, those things would come later on. But in truth, God was working in my life from the very early years. When I think back of what God has done for me, in me and through me, it truly is amazing. When I want to thank God, I could thank God for Bert Sundman. I could thank God for Bob Armstrong. I could thank God for Harold Adams. I could thank for God for those people that were instrumental in guiding my life. My own grandfather, Samuel Porter Smizer, an itinerant pastor who moved all across our nation here, teaching and preaching. My father, Don Smizer. And these are people and events and things that have built my Christian walk. Jeremiah chapter 32, verses 16 through 35. After I had given the deed of purchase to Baruch, son of Neriah, I prayed to the Lord. Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. You show love to thousands, but bring the punishment for the parents' sins into the laps of their children after them. Great and mighty God, whose name is the Lord Almighty, great are your purposes and mighty are your deeds. Your eyes are open to the ways of all mankind. You reward each person according to their conduct and as their deeds deserve. You performed signs and wonders in Egypt and have continued them to this day in Israel and among all mankind and have gained the renown that is still yours. You brought your people Israel out of Egypt with signs and wonders by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm and with great terror. You gave them this land you had sworn to give their ancestors a land flowing with milk and honey. They came in and took possession of it, but they did not obey you or follow your law. They did not do what you commanded them to do. So you brought all this disaster on them. 
see how the siege ramps are built up to take the city. Because of the sword, famine, and plague, the city will be given into the hands of the Babylonians who are attacking it. What you said has happened, as you now see. And though the city will be given into the hands of the Babylonians, you, sovereign lord, say to me, buy the field with silver and have the transaction witnessed. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I am about to give this city into the hands of the Babylonians and to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, who will capture it. The Babylonians who are attacking this city will come in and set it on fire. They will burn it down along with the houses where the people aroused my anger by burning incense on the roofs to Baal and by pouring out drink offerings to other gods. The people of Israel and Judah have done nothing but evil in my sight from their youth. Indeed, the people of Israel have done nothing but arouse my anger with what their hands have made, declares the Lord. From the day it was built until now, this city has so aroused my anger and wrath that I must remove it from my sight. The people of Israel and Judah have provoked me by all the evil they have done. They, their kings and officials, their priests and prophets, the people of Judah and those living in Jerusalem. They turn their backs to me and not their faces. Though I taught them again and again, they would not listen or respond to discipline. They set up their vile images in the house that bears my name and defiled it. They built high places for Baal in the valley of Ben-Hinnom to sacrifice their sons and daughters to Molech, though I never commanded, nor did it enter my mind that they should do such a detestable thing and so make Judah sin. I'm reminded that there's a key word in our Christian walk that we need to hold on to and act upon also. And that word is remember. Earlier I was sharing with you those people who were instrumental in my life. And here in this passage that we're looking at today, we're going to see Jeremiah remembering the faithfulness and goodness of God and seeing how the children of Israel responded to that. Notice in verse 17 here it says, Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. This is God. This is almighty God we're talking to. And he remembers that there is the love that God shows for thousands. It says here, in verse 18, you show love to thousands, but bring punishment for the parents' sins in the laps of their children after them. The sin of the parents upon the children. It quite often is not actually the punishment for the children that the parents deserved. No, the parents got their sin. They got the punishment for it. But it has to do with when my father had a certain trait, when my grandfather acted in a certain way, it was part of his personality. 
And do you know who picked up those personality traits? I did. So that the sin, those things that my father did that were not always honoring to the Lord, I have some of those traits in my life. My grandfather also, he had those. And it's a passing down of that uh, consideration of what my parent did, I'll also do. I often tell my kids that I promised I would never do the things that my dad did to me, you know, whatever it was, because he always asked me questions. He always wanted me to think about what I had done. That was part of the punishment, I think, that he was causing me to just think about why and what for. And in my own life, when I was dealing with my children, I found myself doing the very same thing to my children. And it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just I know what it, it bothered me. You know, I didn't like it. But it was very good to cause your child to think about what they've done. Now, we also want to recognize and think about who God is and what God has done. And this is this first couple of pages in our study today is Jeremiah remembering the goodness of God. He says here, great are your purposes and mighty are your deeds. Your eyes are open to the ways of all mankind. God's not fooled. Men and women may think that they do things in secret, but God's not blind. He sees those things. He knows those things. It goes on. <clears throat> you perform signs and wonders in Egypt, remembering how God was faithful to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt, to defeat the gods of Egypt through the ten plagues. All of those plagues were the gods that the, the Egyptians worshipped, and here it is that God conquered them. It's also seen that uh, in verse 22, and you gave them this land. It's the land you had sworn to give their ancestors, a land flowing with milk and honey. God is faithful. It goes on then to say, they came in and took possession of it, but they did not obey your or follow your law. They did not do what you commanded them to do. So you brought all of this disaster upon them. The idea that there's consequences to our actions and God will deal with those things. Now, this is Jeremiah speaking and, and acknowledging what God has done and how great he is and the condition that the people had struggled with. That they weren't the right ones because they had in ways turned their back on God. Now here's God's response. In verse 26, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? Well, that's kind of a rhetorical question. For in the earlier part, Jeremiah had acknowledged that all the greatness of God was there, and he was the one who would be able to do it. Now then it talks about that Babylon would come in, and in verse 33 it says, they turned their backs to me and not their faces. 
there's the question I would have for you today. The, the thing we might learn out of this passage, the thing where we will see is God in front of us? Are we looking into his face? Or have we been maybe just distracted? Or then turned away from God and turned our back on the Lord? I pray not. The words I want to hear from God is, you're a faithful servant. You are good. You follow me. You do what I ask you to do. As opposed to what Jeremiah hears from the Lord about the nation of Israel, when the word is, they turn their backs to me and not their faces. I pray that in your life, in your family, that you would turn your face to the Lord, to God, to hear his voice, to understand his call on you, that you're not in a way distracted or turning away from God and even turning your back on him. No, I pray that you would have your face towards God, if in some ways these days other things are distracting you or getting in the way of your walking with the Lord, I pray you would repent of those things now because there are consequences, as the nation of Israel learned. There are consequences when they are disobedient time and time again. For you and I, we must pray for our own lives, for those of our family, particularly our children, we need to hold them up and call on God's Holy Spirit to guide those children. Today, I want to encourage you to follow God face to face. Heavenly Father, today in all that you have done for us, we remember that. And forgive us, Father, for the times we do not follow you when we're distracted. Follow, Father, may we love you completely and fully these days. In your precious name, amen. For a single soul, reaching a world and stepping in closer.